past month, tensions have been steadily growing in the Gulf. The U.S. and its Gulf allies have experienced multiple provocative attacks. On June 13th, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo addressed the recent Iranian attacks in and around the Gulf, and his press conference gives us a good idea of what has been taking place. It is the assessment of the United States government that the Islamic Republic of Iran is responsible for the attacks that occurred in the Gulf of Oman today. This assessment is based on intelligence, the weapons used, the level of expertise needed to execute the operation, recent similar Iranian attacks on shipping, and the fact that no proxy group operating in the area has the resources and proficiency to act with such a high degree of sophistication. This is only the latest in a series of attacks instigated by the Islamic Republic of Iran and its surrogates against American and allied interests. And they should be understood in the context of 40 years of unprovoked aggression against freedom-loving nations. On April 22nd, Iran promised the world that it would interrupt the flow of oil through the Strait of Hormuz. It is now working to execute on that promise. In early May, the Revolutionary Guard Corps attempted the covert deployment of modified DAOs capable of launching missiles. On May 12th, Iran attacked four commercial ships near the Strait of Hormuz. On May 14th, Iran-backed surrogates attacked by armed drones struck two strategically important oil pipelines in the Saudi Arabia. On May 19th, a rocket landed near the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. On May 31st, a car bomb in Afghanistan wounded four U.S. service members, killed four Afghan civilians, and wounded bystanders. Yesterday, Iranian surrogates fired a missile in the Saudi Arabia striking the arrivals terminal of an international airport, injuring 26 people. Taken as a whole, these unprovoked attacks present a clear threat to international peace and security, a blatant assault on the freedom of navigation, and an unacceptable campaign of escalating tension by Iran. Prime Minister Abe made a trip, a historic trip to Iran, to ask the regime to de-escalate and enter into talks. Iran's supreme leader rejected Prime Minister Abe's diplomacy today by saying he has no response to President Trump and will not answer. The Supreme Leader's government then insulted Japan by attacking a Japanese oil, oil tanker just outside of Iranian waters, threatening the lives of the entire crew, creating a maritime emergency. Iran's foreign minister today responded to these attacks. He said sardonically, quote, suspicious doesn't begin to describe what likely transpired this morning, end of quote. Foreign Minister Zarif may think this is funny, but no one else in the world does. Iran is lashing out because the regime wants our successful maximum pressure campaign lifted. No economic sanctions entitle the Islamic Republic to attack innocent civilians, disrupt global oil markets, and engage in nuclear blackmail. The international community condemns Iran's assault on the freedom of navigation and the targeting of innocent civilians. Today I've instructed our UN Ambassador Jonathan Cohen to raise Iran's attacks in the UN Security Council meeting later this afternoon. Our policy remains an economic and diplomatic effort to bring Iran back to the negotiating table at the right time, to encourage a comprehensive deal that addresses the broad range of threats. Threats today apparent for all the world to see, to peace and security. Iran should meet diplomacy with diplomacy, not with terror 
bloodshed, and extortion. The United States will defend its forces, interests, and stand with our partners and allies to safeguard global commerce and regional stability. And we call upon all nations threatened by Iran's provocative acts to join us in that endeavor. Now, this statement by the United States government gives us a clear indication of the seriousness of the situation developing in the Gulf. As Bible students, we watch this closely because we are looking for the development of the alliances spoken of in the Bible to form. Now, tensions have continued to grow during the past few weeks, with the shooting down of an American military drone. Following the attack, Trump ordered a strike on Iran and then chose to offer sanctions, as Newsweek reported. It stated, in response to the drone's destruction, Trump initially ordered strikes against targets in Iran, but suspended the command at the last minute. Later explained that he felt an estimated 150 casualties of such an operation was not proportionate for the loss of an unmanned surveillance craft. He instead opted for new sanctions against the Islamic Republic targeting its supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. America came razor close to launching attacks on Iran, which would no doubt have had worldwide consequences. The entire world has been watching events going on and seeing how they will play out. President Trump signed an executive order on Iran instituting sanctions. Here are some of his comments as he signed the document. In a few moments, I'll be signing an executive order imposing hard-hitting sanctions on the Supreme Leader of Iran and the Office of the Supreme Leader of Iran and many others. Today's action follows a series of aggressive behaviors by the Iranian regime in recent weeks, including shooting down of U.S. drones. You shot down the drone. It's, uh, I guess everyone uh, saw that one and uh, many other things. They've done many other things aside from the individual drone. You saw the tankers and we know of other things that were done also which were not good and not appropriate. The supreme leader of Iran is one who ultimately is responsible for the hostile conduct of the regime. He's respected within his country. His office oversees the regime's most brutal instruments, including the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Sanctions imposed through the executive order that I'm about to sign will deny the Supreme Leader and the Supreme Leader's office and those closely affiliated with him and the office access to key financial resources and support. The assets of Ayatollah Khomeini and his office will not be spared from the sanctions. These measures represent a strong and proportionate response to Iran's increasingly provocative actions. We will continue to increase pressure on Tehran until the regime abandons its dangerous activities and its aspirations, including the pursuit of nuclear weapons, increased enrichment of uranium, development of ballistic missiles, engagement in and support for terrorism, fueling of foreign conflicts, and belligerent acts directed against the United States and its allies. Now, Trump's position on Iran is a complete break with Obama's position years ago that had Israel and its Arab neighbors mortified. During Obama's presidency, a deal was struck with Iran, Europe, and the USA, which Trump swiftly pulled America out of upon coming to office. This move was praised by both Israel and Saudi Arabia. However, this latest move of imposing new sanctions has pitted the European Union against the United States. Newsweek reported the following. 
the European Union has officially launched a special trade vehicle designed to allow limited trade with Iran while at the same time avoiding sanctions from the United States. Following a meeting of the remaining parties of the 2015 nuclear deal that the U.S. abandoned last year, European External Action Service released a statement Friday stating that the instrument of support for trade exchanges had made an operational or made operational and available to all EU member states and that the first transactions are being processed. The EU pledged to accelerate cooperation with the Iranian corresponding entity. End quote. Well, this is a direct challenge to the United States policies on Iran and its position during this current crisis. Brian Hook, the U.S. Special Representative for Iran, stated the following in a news conference. The Revolutionary Guard Corps uh, controls much of the Iranian economy, and the money that goes into the private sector finds its way uh, in proxy warfare campaigns. And we have educated the business community about the dangers of doing business in Iran because if you are, uh, if, if you're doing business in Iran, you never know if you're facilitating commerce or terrorism. And we have seen more nations recognize the risks, reputational risks of doing business in Iran. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason why you've seen a decline in investment. But certainly our sanctions um, that we've made clear that you, you can't do business with the United States and Iran. And everyone has chosen the United States over Iran for a number of reasons. So America has drawn a line in the sand. This line is causing a reorganization of nations. Not surprisingly, Europe is pulling in a different direction than America. Britain will be going its own way and will have to rethink its foreign policy in this regard as well, but will no longer be shackled to the European Union. From a biblical perspective, this is to be expected, as Europe is part of the confederacy that aligns with Russia and the nations assembled to Armageddon. It is comprised by the area called Magog and Gomer in Ezekiel 38 verses 1 and 6 where we read, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him. And then in verse 6, we have Gomer and all his bands, the house of Tagarmer, the north quarters, and all his bands, and many people with thee. And these come and invade the Middle East, and specifically Israel. As it is recorded in Ezekiel, Daniel, Joel, and Zechariah. Now, it's not surprising to see these different alliances outlined in the scripture pulling together and away from the allies they had since the end of the Second World War and during the Cold War. Well, CNN reported that the U.S. is sending 1,000 more troops to the Gulf in response to the growing tensions in the area. We read the U.S. will send 1,000 additional U.S. forces and more military resources to the Middle East amid tensions with Iran, the Pentagon announced Monday. In response to a request from the U.S. Central Command for additional forces, and with the advice of the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and in consultation with the White House, I have authorized approximately a thousand additional troops for defensive purposes to address air, naval, and ground-based threats in the Middle East, Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan said in a statement. The recent Iranian attacks validate the reliable, credible intelligence we have received on hostile behavior by Iranian forces and their proxy groups that threaten the United States personnel and interests across the region, Shanahan said, adding that the United States does not seek conflict with Iran. End quote. 
Well, this answers the call of the prophets to all the nations. We read in Joel chapter 3, verse 9, Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Prepare war. Wake up the mighty man. Let the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Assemble yourselves and come, all you nations. Gather yourselves together round about. So this is Joel chapter 3, verses 9 to 11. And there will be two sides of this conflict, and the Lord will sort between the nations and separate them as the wheat from the chaff, but many nations will be gathered into the area. Now it's also interesting to note that the RAF is active in the region, not only active, but working with America and Israel, as BICOM reported on June 27th. We read, the UK's newest and most advanced fighter jet, the Lightning F-35B, has completed its first operational mission over Syria and Iraq, the Ministry of Defense said yesterday. According to Defense Secretary Penny Mordant, the first F-35B operational sorties were flown on Sunday, June 16th in support of Operation Shader, the UK contribution to the Global Coalition's counter-ISIS mission in Iraq and Syria. The two aircraft conducted a patrol over Syria, and the UK's F-35s have flown 12 sorties since then. The UK Permanent Joint Headquarters added yesterday that the UK's F-34s joined US and Israeli F-35s for the first time ever in a joint training exercise to further develop the capabilities of the new aircraft. The article went on to state, in September, the Israeli Air Force will participate for the first time in the Combat Warrior Exercise hosted by the RAF Coningsby in Lincolnshire. Now this is what we expect to see, a closer connection between Britain, America and Israel, as Ezekiel depicts an alliance that protests Russia's eventual invasion of the land. We read in Ezekiel 38 verse 13, Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions thereof shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold and cattle and goods and to take a great spoil? So it was also no surprise to read of Australia's involvement with America against Iran. The Guardian newspaper reported Pompeo's statement while at the G20 summit in Osaka, Japan. The article reads, Before the G20 summit in Osaka, Pompeo called on Australia to join what he described as a global coalition against Iran, which last week shot down a U.S. surveillance drone. Iran has said the drone was in its airspace. I think Australia is an important player here, he told the Australian. I think they carry a lot of weight in the sense that they, like many nations, suffer from the fact the world's largest state, responsor of terror, continues down the path of building its missile program in a way that threatens not only the Middle East, but the entire world. Australia is an important economic player, so the imposition of more autonomous sanctions will be welcome as well. End quote. Well, according to the Weekend Australian, the Prime Minister would take any request from the U.S. seriously. We read, Mr. Morrison said the Australian government would continue to work closely with the U.S. and deal with any requests in the normal way. We would deal with any requests from such allies as the United States seriously and on its merits. End quote. Well, today, CNN reported the U.S. sends F-22 fighters to the Middle East amid tensions with Iran. The article stated the United States Air Force has dispatched top-of-the-line F-22 stealth fighters to Qatar for the first time as it beefs up its forces in the Middle East amid escalating tensions with Iran. 
A statement and photos of the U.S. Air Force Central Command said the stealth jets had arrived in the Qatar Air Base on Thursday. The Air Force did not give the total number of F-22s deployed, but a handout picture showed at least five of the warplanes over the base. These aircraft are deployed to Qatar for the first time in order to defend American forces and interests in the U.S. Central Command area of the responsibility, the Air Force said. The F-22 movement comes a week after the Iranian surface-to-air missile shot down a U.S. drone over the Strait of Hormuz. Iran said the drone was in its airspace, but Washington claims it was over international waters. So the military buildup continues as calls for a coalition go out. The F-22s are believed to have been moved to the area to deal with the surface-to-air missile capabilities of Iran should a strike be made. Well, no surprise in the new great game is that Russia has placed its support behind Iran. As BICOM reported, the U.S. and Russian national security advisors clashed over Iran at the first ever trilateral meeting between the U.S., Russian and Israeli national security advisors in Jerusalem yesterday. Nikolai Petrushev, secretary of Russia's Security Council, rejected the U.S. and Israeli view that Iran represents the main threat to regional security, arguing instead that Iran is contributing a lot to fighting terrorists on the Syrian soil and stabilizing the situation there. Petrushev said Moscow is aware of Israel's security concerns over Iran's military presence in Syria and was working to address the issue with Tehran, but added that Israeli airstrikes in Syria were undesirable. End quote. Well, as far as shooting down the American drone, the Russian position mirrors the Iranian one, as Newsweek also reported, of the same Jerusalem meeting. Moscow has recently weighed in on Tehran's side of the debate with Russian National Security Council Secretary Nikolai Petrushev telling his U.S. and Israeli counterparts Tuesday in Jerusalem that the Russian Defense Ministry had information to prove the U.S. drone violated Iran's sovereignty. Many other international powers have simply called for an immediate de-escalation to tensions running exceptionally high in the Persian Gulf. Now, it's not surprising when we consider the role mapped out for Russia in Ezekiel 38, we read in verse 7, she is to be prepared and prepare for herself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and to be a guard unto them. Well, the word guard is defined by the theological workbook of the Old Testament as coming from the root meaning to exercise great care of and has the idea of maintaining a guard post. This is the role that is, Russia is currently playing with Iran, the biblical Persia of Ezekiel chapter 38. So as the waters around the Middle East begin to come to a boil with new hostilities, we watch the Bible in the news. The angels are preparing the nations under the direction of the Lord Jesus Christ and preparing for the great day of God Almighty. May Christ's return be soon, when those who would lift up their hand against the great work the Lord has been doing in restoring the nation of Israel to the land will be silenced, and the kingdom will be set up, and all nations will go up to Jerusalem, not for war, but to learn of God's ways, as we read in Zechariah 14, verse 16. It shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all those nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. So let us continue to watch the Bible in the news, so we may not be caught by the Lord's coming as a thief in the night, as we exhorted by our King in Revelation 3, verse 3. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If, therefore, thou shalt not watch, I will come upon thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know the hour I will come upon thee.
For the Bible in the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.